Hey everybody, welcome to episode number eight of the Out of Your Head podcast. Woo! Yes. We are here with Jake and Bradley and Sarah Mitchell. Hi. And today we talked about a whole gamut of things. We talked mm-hmm. about death. We talked about death. We got we got real. Death and how it relates to how you live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about the comedy scene and uh, what it's like being a couple that's both doing creative work. Mm-hmm. We talked about illicit substances. Marriage of weed. Yeah. Marriage weed. Talked about, yeah. Oh, weed. <laughs> we talked about weed. Ah, that's the weed talk. And we also talked about weed. You guys are going to love this episode. You have to love this episode. You have no choice because the most lovely people are here. Oh, and it was shucks. a complete delight filming really? and recording with you guys. Hope you enjoy it. Come on, dance, work up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on, dance, work up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Appetite. Hey, middle of the night. I think Blake would even be like, did I like it? Save it for the podcast, Jake. Okay. <laughs> oh, it is recording though, right? It's the podcast. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> You guys, uh, we have Jake Bradley and Sarah Mitchell here. Hello. And it's Hi. a complete delight. They're Chicago actors, improvisers, um, weed mm-hmm. connoisseurs, and all around lovely people. Aw, thanks. <laughs> and the first couple on this podcast. Hell yeah. Awesome. I'm ready to break the seal. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> uh, I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit today about um, some of the creative stuff you guys have been up to. Mm-hmm. You guys both have theater backgrounds, right? Yeah. He, yeah. His, well, my theater background is really just improv. Yeah, Sarah's really more, I'm more on the of like pretty much background. <laughs> yeah, you've been yeah. like film yeah. and TV much, much more than mm-hmm. theater stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like a theater major and was like, was like, you know, singing at in Greenwich Village doing like musical theater cabarets before I moved out oh, here. Right. I was like very musical theatery oh, before coming out here. Oh, it makes sense. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you want to look them up on Instagram, <laughs> there is a bunch of musical numbers. You guys have been doing yes. like... Um, that was like the early quarantine. Oh, are you done yeah. now? Oh, we, yeah. We did 60 days straight. I of... watched them all yesterday. Oh, my really? <laughs> Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, we at the beginning of quarantine. Well, first they said it was only going to be two weeks. Remember, and we were like, we, I remember that. And we were like, what should we do for the two weeks to have fun? And we were like, let's like learn a new song every day and try to do like different instruments every day, different genres and stuff, and do yeah. like off a of crowd suggestions. And then it just like kept getting longer and longer. And then eventually she had to go back to work. Well, first it <laughs> first it was like only your idea, and you were just gonna do it on your own. And then we ended up both having a quarantine for two weeks because you were exposed right, to one I of the first exposed. cases at your job at Chicago PD, the TV yeah. show, not the not the cops. not the actual Chicago PD. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not um, a cop. Yeah. So then once I had to be at home for 14 days straight, and then I jumped in and. And did it with him. I forgot about that. And then this I had to go like back forever. to work, and then we and then we still had to do it. So I, <laughs> you felt obligated. Yeah. And then it turned Sometimes, into a thing some where she, it was hard. she would get home at like ten thirty at night from work and be like, "Oh my god!" Like we're arguing with people trying to get them to put masks on all day, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, today we're doing you know a Bon Jovi song because <laughs> yeah, that's what people suggested. So and grab your maracas, so baby. grab your fucking kazoo. <laughs> it's go time. I think my favorite one is um, I don't know the band, and I should. Um, it's the one where like 
Uh, Sarah, you're dressed up, I think, like as a, a crab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's super, the super organism. Hum- the super, super organism. organism. I said superhuman. Or organi- group. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Super organism, isn't it? Yeah, they're band. great. They do weird, like, like they're like a tiny desk concert. Like half the instruments are them like blowing bubbles oh, yeah. and milk. You and guys mm-hmm. promoted Fighting them well because I looked them up afterwards <laughs> to watch their tiny desk concert. Yeah, we wanted that's to try what, and put it yeah, in their vibe. That's how we found out about them as their tiny desk. And they ended up like uh, writing to us from that one. Remember? Oh, they, did they? Yeah, yeah, they DM'd us and they were like, uh, we love it. And we yeah. don't like, fucking ah. cover our music anymore now. <laughs> yeah, they were like, and our lawyers are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys feel like, so um, my husband, Matthew, y'all know, mm-hmm. um, the plays the cello. Love him. I love him too. He's great. Great guy. Yeah. He's oh, great like, cellist. <laughs> great cellist. He's um he's very obviously like of the creative mindset, and obviously so am I like an improv and comedy. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy that our streams don't cross so directly, so to speak, that like uh he's not an improviser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we're I don't know why. I just feel like that's a plus, you yeah. know, mentally. How do you guys feel like both being creative, but you're kind of in some of the same world and in, in other ways not for us i think it's only a plus because we come at it from such different perspectives and are like like just... you care about it right sarah <laughs> jake doesn't no yeah. it's, it's uh, other way around yeah it's quite the oh, oh, really? well obviously we both care about it but like yeah. but for uh i don't know for me it's there's not any pressure on it yeah. I guess that's the difference. Uh, Sarah will just crank him out. And with me, it's like... But uh, also, you know, I didn't get out of Herald Team yourself. or any of that stuff. So. I'm always afraid they can smell it on me. That like, like, I feel like Sarah goes in for an audition and they're like, whoa, she does not give a shit. We gotta book her. And then I go in and they're like, and I'm just like, please, please, I need this so bad. And they can smell it I'm on me. I'm in so much debt for I'm me. like, why did I go to acting fucking school? acting school? <laughs> that's me too. Yeah, and... Uh, but I, I like that it crosses over because we can help each other out and learn from each yeah. other's, uh, like, other sides, you know? And especially now, like, with all the self-tapes in oh a God. quarantine situation, like, you know, we, we get self-tapes all the time that it's due the next morning and it involves a yeah. reader or someone to be there with you. And it's yeah. like, we're fine. Yeah, that but, is helpful. you know, and we go in on it together with buying, like, a light and, like, a tripod and stuff. <laughs> but I actually, I will say, I used to always be, like you shouldn't date an improviser. You, you should like find somebody that was really different. And then Sarah was the f- first person that I had ever dated that was like in the comedy world, in the acting world, like anything like that. And I was like, why was I so stupid for so long? I kept trying to find people that didn't have things in common with me. <laughs> yeah. I think we both were dating like teachers before we dated yeah, each other. Yeah, we were other. dating teachers. <laughs> we were actually. Yeah. yeah. I dated two up. teachers in a row before I dated I dated, a, I dated a first grade teacher, yeah. <laughs> Oh, your first grade teacher? No, not my first grade teacher. <laughs> Somebody else's. Oh, okay. First grade. Shout out. I was out. like, damn. <laughs> Life goal accomplished. Yeah, we out here. I've been checking my you first, out since first grade. My first grade teacher was like 70 years old. Whoa. <laughs> and she was mean to me. My first grade teacher actually, uh, my the, the like uh, assistant teacher was my babysitter for years because my mom like was a teacher in the school district I went to school in. <laughs> so, like, all the teachers would, like, babysit us. They, like, knew us. since oh. It was so embarrassing. That's Yeah, that's too much. It was awful. Separation of church and state. Oh, right? man. Mm-hmm. Just sitting, like, at dinner across from a teacher whose, like, test I failed that day was, yeah. like, very frequent. <laughs> that's super weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jake, I feel like that thing of, like, not caring is, like, 
like I, I'm with you where I care too much. And yeah. it's like, you even like try to like come up with tactics to not care, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm finally over this. I don't care what happens. And <laughs> or like, well, you know, worst, or like <laughs> when you think that you've gotten over it, you're like, I don't care. I've, I've like, I finally am comfortable with just being like, hey, you know what? Uh, there's a million auditions. You're just gonna have to keep going. You're yeah. Keep being told no. 99% of the time but then it's like when one comes around and then you do care about it and you get a little invested and then maybe you don't get it and it like then it really fucks you up it does because you're it? like mm-hmm. you're like I knew I wasn't over it you loser yeah it's, it's such a know. weird thing that like a healthy balance of like not caring is like yeah. appropriate and like helps you audition better and perform I think better. it's had to be a learned thing for me that's what i think is nice about like, i think i think it's less field. of like you know because obviously i still care but it's like i've i've just fully just as i have like i kind of glide i in a way like feel like i'm floating through life because i've fully accepted that death is inevitable and can come at any moment so just like that in my acting career i've accepted that most likely it's going to be no every time so you know, I'm just like, oh, well. Sarah, about? wait a second. <laughs> Unpack this relationship to death that you've resolved. Well, it's very... It... Well, it's Do you very... feel like you had like a, a point in your head where like like you literally came to that yeah. uh, realization yeah. and it actually... Well, yeah, it actually does come from like, I can say specifically when it was because when I was like a teenager, my uh, boyfriend at the time died in a car accident oh my that God. my other friend was driving and my <sighs> other friend was in the car and they were doing something that we used to always do which is just like drive like idiots in the burbs Holy yeah cow. but the difference was that the normally we wouldn't be drunk when we were doing it but they were drunk yeah and but anyway so Ugh. that so when i was 15 i was like oh okay like you really could die at any time and then like a few years later, um, when I was 23, my best friend got in a car accident where she almost died, but instead she survived it. But she just has a she has a traumatic brain injury wow. that's really severe. So she is in a wheelchair and she lives in her bedroom, like at home with her parents. Wow. It was like right before her wedding. Yeah. So Holy those two cow. things combined, that's like that's why I that's every that's like my why I am the way I am. I feel like almost every decision that you make you it like circles back around to like the realizations that you made from then at least from yeah. my just noticing around yeah. the house type of stuff so like yeah the like i don't know it's but the other thing that i took away when i learned that was that you should always like tell people you love them right when you feel yeah. it you know it does yeah. like don't hold back and so that's so it's like a good thing too wow <laughs> so is it like um is it kind of like a thing that makes you feel like you just like seize the moment more because it's like i don't have anything yeah why wait it's yeah exactly it's um it's so many different things it's like it's like it's a balance of seizing the moment and it's also a balance of like um of not like of living in the present but you also have to appreciate that that the really good things are like take nurturing and time so it's like this crazy balance because you can't just always live like only in the present because then nothing is ever nothing gets is deep you know right so yeah it's like this wow. weird balance <laughs> huh um you were 15 when mm-hmm. you lost your boyfriend wow yeah i feel like ugh, sorry first of all mm-hmm. or 16 actually i was 16 yeah um i feel like you know the first friend that i lost that was my age mm-hmm. I, I think i was like 22 or so like mm-hmm. a really good friend of mine um it's it's a different wake-up call than like 
and I, I don't think I had it as powerfully as you, um, mm -hmm. where it's like really like, you know, you felt like you changed like your outlook on life from it. But it is interesting of like, oh, <laughs> I'm immortal, like by proxy of like, l like losing someone you love like that. Because mm -hmm. I think you expect it from older people, right? Yeah. And like, you're it's like, it could happen. When you, yeah. when you're, when it happens and you're like young, it's, it's always, yeah, it's always a weird the Dang. first dead oh, god this is oh, so dark this is but i just it just made me think of one other reason i might be like this the first dead body i ever saw was freshman year my classmate who killed himself i've been go going to school with him since elementary school and he was always bullied so badly and uh yeah he hung himself freshman year and that was like the first funeral and like i saw him there and then the second body i saw was amiel when i was 16 my boyfriend so it's like Ooh. in my mind i've seen more young dead people. people yeah and people. i hate funerals now like i really hate funerals that's yeah the first I, one i ever went to was the same circumstances a high yeah. school uh someone who had you know taken their life and stuff and it was i remember it was at we had all just graduated so it was the first time like everybody came back home to after graduation was to, like go to the guy's funeral and it was like it was dark it's it's very strange mm -hmm. there's i feel like we're all so like poorly equipped and like, um, one, how to handle those situations when like they happen or like how to be there for people or how mm -hmm. to like, how you should feel at a funeral or like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we're also so poorly so equipped. so much pageantry to it. Yeah. 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 We're also so poorly equipped too of like, we just like, death is so on the back burner in probably a negative way. I think that's mm -hmm. like a deeply, I feel like that's like a really Western thing. Yeah, Isn't I think it so. That like instead of like being very open about death and the reality of death and the inevitability of it and stuff like that, we like sweep it under the rug. Like, don't worry about that till later. Like you'll like you can worry about, you know, start to think about your mortality when you're older. When I feel like I I could be totally wrong here, but I just I feel like just reading around on the, on the internet <laughs> that in yeah. uh I, I feel like that's what people are saying. No, but it's it, no, and honestly it's true. I I did have a decent amount of exp my my. Uh, dad is the president of a foreign exchange program, so we always oh, yeah. had yeah. students from different countries in the house constantly. So Good my for entire you. Childhood, Good for you. Which was that's fun. It was fun. It was fun, and I got to learn some things. And uh, like, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like the buffalo Bouton is not a great sample of the world at whole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, and that there's you know just a lot of different cool stuff going on in the world. And uh, yeah, it definitely helped me get away from from the small the small town vibes yeah um i i have a couple friends that are like well one is um a nurse practitioner and is like around death all the time mm -hmm. and it's just so like it's almost jarring to hear the way he talks about death because it's more just like acclimated to it that was like yeah. that morgue guy you were talking about the other day didn't you just talk to oh yeah what well, <laughs> at the uh, at my work at the dispensary the other day, we were taking in an order, and the delivery guy, um, he was it, he had just switched careers. He is now a weed delivery man, and he previously was a mortician for the past fifteen years. <laughs> Doesn't that guy need that's a TV a show? <laughs> yeah, that like, is. That's a setup for a TV show. He's just like casually talking about it, and I was like, and I was like, wow, and I was like, so 
did you like embalm people? And he was like, oh yeah, I stitched them back together like Humpty Dumpty. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like counting like thousands of, of like <laughs> vape cartridges. I was like, oh wow, man. <laughs> so do you like me? I am like, I am, um, I'm very uncomfortable with like dead bodies. I'm very like, afraid of Wait, you guys are weird you guys don't like dead bodies yeah. <laughs> i know it's weird even if i see like a dead bird i'm like no i like i i yeah the whole yeah the whole yeah the, just the other day he was like he was like don't look over there it's a dead bird it's horrible so you look what else are you gonna do my um my dad uh like when my uncle apparently was going to like med school mm-hmm. uh, my mom and dad visited him and he was like hey i want to take you um to show you my cadaver <laughs> Like the like the one I'm working on, they're like, nah, no, no. But he like apparently went let up and like, okay, yeah. And so like they went to like where he was like going to school overnight or like at night after it was closed and it was like this dark room with like blankets on like people's bodies and like he's like, come on over here, like I want to show you like and starts like cutting in like she, like moon back skin and blah 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 and uh, like showing them and at some point like he got a piece of like the cadaver skin on him and he went like that to flick it off and it landed no. right here on my dad's lip <laughs> what that is i would have lost did he my like mind. instinctively like yes and then he's got the hunger and, what, and now he's, and got now he's a cannibal because it's too late and now he's always he looking at you across someone. the room yeah like... <laughs> my dad the cannibal <laughs> um sarah mm-hmm. so uh, for everyone listening, Sarah manages. Are you the manager there? Or? Yes, I'm one of the managers. You're there, one yeah. of the managers mm-hmm. there at a dispensary. Mm-hmm. And um, how long have you been doing that now? It'll be five years this December. <gasps> okay, because it started out medical, so you were yeah. in it longer. Yeah, started out medical only. I didn't start out as a manager, but yeah. Um, so this it. is the thing that I love when I'm like talking to you guys about weed because it's the same thing with like people who are excited about coffee mm-hmm. or tea yeah. or beer or my uh, yeah. friend John Chesney who came on here and talked about whiskeys is like, I just watched what is it? Like, what did, what are you into about it? Like, yeah. um, like as you've like had more experience in it too, it's like someone like hands me some weed and I'm like, I don't cool. I don't, this is, yeah. You know I, mean? I don't know like, enough about it. We're always like right? passing passing stuff back and forth at the house, just like the jars to be like, all right, you smell this, I'll smell this. Yeah. Like, so with some of the things like about like, I guess like weed that's like fun for you guys or well, like it just takes everything in life and makes it this much better. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you, just enough when, better than once it you sense. like get your tolerance because the reason <laughs> like the reason people who aren't huge stoners all feel that way about weed is because feel you, which way? Uh, like like you said where you're like, Oh, it's weed, I'm gonna get high you oh, know? Yeah, or yeah. like this this is a weeds, you know? <laughs> um uh is because like you have to have your tolerance, you have to get a tolerance in order to experience like all the nuances and oh, how you can use okay. it, you know, because like, um, yeah, because otherwise everything's just gonna knock you out. Like when I was first starting, when I was a baby stoner, and actually my best friend Julie, who I mentioned earlier, who has a traumatic brain injury, one thing she can still do is smoke weed and it's good for her brain too. Oh, really? It's pretty remarkable, yeah. honestly. She was a huge stoner beforehand. But like in the very beginning, uh, when she first got her accident, I was not a stoner. And But we went um, to California together where weed was medically legal uh-huh. or recreationally legal. And um, I would like start the bong for her. Like, you know, I would like get it in there and then like put it up to her mouth and she'd be like... Uh, and, and then I would pass out, like, 
I would it would knock me out after one yeah. hit. But so now that I have it established, it's it's literally pick how you want to feel. You know, it's okay. like if it's edibles, pick what dose you want, how you want to feel. Like we, I took a five milligram mint like on the car ride over here, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's just really nice and relaxing. But later on tonight, I might want to take a 50 milligram edible so oh, that I, I could be, be like, done. I would be yeah, her, done. Her edible tolerance is much higher than mine. I like, I'm usually hanging around like a, like twenties, like yeah. I would say like five in the daytime. 20, but, I 20 mean, in the nighttime. Basically, it's the reason weed is awesome is because it just helps with anxiety, and literally everybody has anxiety. Yeah. Every yeah. For me, the big thing not? that like turned me into like got me on the grind in the first place was that it like uh, I've always had like a very bad relationship with sleep. Like I've really really horrible dreams. Like honestly, like to this as an adult, like night terrors and mm-hmm. really awful, and uh, it just stops it. It like straight up if I can you know, eat an edible before bed, I like yeah. won't have dreams that night. That's how I sleep through the night and every it, night too. Oh, it's, and that's like what first got me into it back when I was in like college or whatever, when I first started was that somebody was like, oh yeah, it helps with, uh, <laughs> it, it helps you not have dreams. And I was like, what? Cause I was huh. like, that would be life changing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, so I didn't start smoking weed, I don't know, maybe like five or so years ago. And I actually didn't have any interest in it. Uh-huh. so yeah. to speak i wanted to try mushrooms mm-hmm. yeah. and so i was like well, they go I, hand in hand i was like i better like someone's like you can't just go straight to mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like maybe i've been smoking longer than that um and i, I don't smoke like i'll go through like a few months and not smoke yeah. and then yeah. like smoke and then i don't know um but the first few times i smoked it i um I was like, when people describe what it's like being on like LSD or something, it was probably more akin to that. You were like, really? It was like super psychedelic. I I got, okay, one of the first times, it was like one of the first three or four times I got high, um, my friend put, I guess it maybe it was like wax or something in it, something sure. that made it stronger. <laughs> and I was, no joke, paranoid high yeah. for about four to five days yeah what? and everyone's like that's not possible that's not po-. And oh like it happened and my i thought i broke my brain you know i the, my only experience wow. where i it ever had crazy. something like that was uh was the only time because I've, I've i've tried a, the, a gamut of psychedelics and like but we tried molly one time and i am not i was rolling for days i was going to work i was rolling i was going home going to bed waking up i was rolling and i was just like and it freaked me out because i was like anything else i had done everyone had been like oh it'll last for eight hours and then it does and it like perfectly fits in the time frame and then i tried that and it was like i was like it's it's the only one so far that i was like i have no interest in circling oh yeah even though it does everyone's it was fun the night when i thought it was supposed to be happening but then by three days later, I was like, I'm not cool with this anymore. Like my, um, yeah, I don't know if I would, is Mo- Molly like an upper more than it's like, like a psychedelic, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I love you. Everything <laughs> yeah. It's, they, they say it's pure ecstasy. It's the only time I had tried it. I, uh, It'll make you be like rubbing your friends and being like, it's not sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Cause it's not sexual. Right guys. <laughs> but, even though everyone's naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of sexual, I watched part of, um, what, two, um, two, in, the bush? two in the Bush, let's say. I didn't get your audio Yikes, let's talk about Jake's. No. <laughs> um, was that one of your first, uh, full length 
Yeah, so like two, films? Two, yeah, Two in the Bush. Uh, the you can find film. it on Amazon. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a iTunes it's, as well. Is that right? Uh, I yeah. think it's still on, yeah, it's still on yeah. iTunes too. Um, it's an indie film that was filmed here in Chicago. What do people call it? The the first polyamorous dungeon rom com. <laughs> some reviewer called it, uh, which is cool. But yeah, that that's the the. F- uh, the first movie I've ever done, an only movie, and it's the most that I've ever been able to like act in one go. Because up until then, I probably had, I don't know, what was it like, maybe like Chicago PD. I had a role on there where I had maybe like two minutes total of screen time, and that was probably the most. Yeah. Uh, besides commercials, I always think that's what's like so interesting where, about <laughs> where I had to act for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, so how was that? How did how was that as a whole as a project? Because like you're the star of the the film. Mm-hmm. and like jumping into something that big how how was that it it was amazing it was it was crazy it feels like a little like like in my mind it's like this like bubble because i had to like kind of bubble myself yeah. away from the world too like i took i we shot it in 3 weeks and i took 3 oh, weeks off the damn. dispensary which they were wow. awesome to let me just go they even made me a little care package <laughs> that's great um but yeah so it was it was amazing, and I I just learned how to do everything for the first time. You know, like I learned how I learned I found out that I could cry while acting, like when I actually had to do it for the scene, which I was glad that I could. <laughs> yeah. Did you like? Did you like practice crying and you couldn't pull it off, and then it happened in the scene? Or? No, I didn't practice at all. I was just oh, like, okay. all right, well, let's just see. Like right before we shot the scene where I had to like really cry and be upset, I just talked to the filmmaker Laura about like. Because the scene, the movie is based on her life. And I talked about what oh, okay. caused the scene. And she told me like the true story of when she was like super, like very betrayed and hurt. And it was, and I just kind of like, I'm, I'm an empath, I guess. That's a good say. trait. Yeah. So she's telling me the story and I was just like <laughs> absorbing it. <laughs> and then, and then and they're we like, started filming and I was like. <gasps> that's what I think is so interesting about the arc of your like acting career. Because I feel like so many people do like. I don't know, a ton of classes and you do plays and you were in drama club and then you try to figure out how film works, even though it's nothing like any of the stuff that they showed you so far. And then you have just like acquired, you know, it's all just street smarts. It's just like you've been actually working in the industry since you were a teenager. Yeah. So it's like, instead of sitting there and being like in a class where we're like, so what happens in the industry? You were just in the industry and sometimes it screwed you and sometimes it took care of you and you like figured it out and were able to piece that together into like a full-on feature lead that was like successful yeah it's yeah. it's i always and think funny. it's real cool it was cool it was i had to do my first like eight sex scenes of my whole life like, <laughs> oh just movie. get them out of the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the first one was just with myself so that was easy <laughs> <laughs> i um i i think i got an audition um this past spring maybe it was where it was like a makeout scene with a guy mm-hmm. and i um i was like ooh, i always just assumed that the major- if i ever got like a kissing scene it would be more than likely the odds of it would be with a, a woman yeah yeah and so i talked to matt about it and i was like hey this is this audition yeah what do you think and we we're just like i ultimately it was my choice but I was like, I'm not gonna do this, yeah. and that's okay. Like everyone's yeah, got yeah. their own thing. Everyone's lines. got their own thing. You gotta be able to. I was like, I read this part of the script too. I'm like, I actually don't care about this. It's not like something that I like. The film, I don't 
Yeah. I didn't think that it would be something I'd enjoy. And it's like, yeah, this is just an audition to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, but I, I feel some hesitancy on a personal level, which to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, as an actor, you will kiss other people potentially, but I just yeah. felt some hesitancy. And then Matt was like, yeah, don't do it. And I was like, all right, I will. <laughs> I had, like, yeah, I I had an it. ex, uh, like storm out like very publicly storm out of a play one time because you kiss someone in a scene i kissed somebody in a lot of the scenes in the show it was like the show the show was don juan in chicago and the, the premise is that don juan from like the medieval story uh you know he's still alive and it's chicago currently and he has to sleep with someone every night or else his deal with the devil ends so like the whole show is like a rotating cast of people each night of his life as he like tries to sleep with them to survive so it was a lot of kissing in the show and she like got up in the front row like crying and left even though but it was crazy she knew she knew it was coming she was an actress she knew it was coming she knew all the people we had talked about it i thought it was all cool and it was just like so not cool and now i just am like you gotta you gotta really communicate with your people (laughs) you're gonna i don't i I felt terrible when for us like like he doesn't care. Like he doesn't really care at all, because no. he was like desensitized in theater school or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, so was, yeah. it was fine for <laughs> zip zap grab each other's butt. Is... Well, it was just like all those classes where like you do yeah. a scene study class. There was only like twelve people or something in my BFA class, and so like you know everybody had kissed pretty much on stage or off or in a class or something like that. And I was just like, it's just like part of the thing. I don't care about and, kissing. Yeah. And I come from like normal life where people <laughs> don't do that. So I like, I don't, I mean, obviously I would never tell him, no, you can't cause this is our job. But like, I don't like watching it. Like yeah. he doesn't mind watching it. He yeah. didn't mind. Like, oh yeah. The bush is right. fine for him. I didn't like doing any of those scenes. It felt really weird to me. Huh. Um, uh, I, so I like, I would say that like my, previous improv teams i was like kissing everybody all the time because it's like that's what you do in improv you're like mm-hmm. oh my god the scene ended with the kiss yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. how bold <laughs> and then at some point i was like oh man i don't want to catch anything yeah. yeah my first team used to scout used to kiss a lot there was just a lot of kissing and a lot of grabbing and touching it was a very sexual team very, very sensual group. <laughs> it is kind of fun when you have those teams where, like, the proximity is just, like, what everyone's like, yeah, let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget. Um, do you guys you guys know my friend Aaron? Aaron which Aaron? Uh, uh, Goldsmith, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. Aaron Lovely on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, she does, like, a lot of musical improv mm-hmm. and whatnot. We were, we're great friends. And <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't know that wasn't her real last name. I'm learning. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Goldsmith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we were in the show at IO and, and there was something where like I was standing on a chair facing away from the audience and I don't remember why the scene called for it. <laughs> but she art, comes man. up to me and she like takes her finger and like puts it like in my butt cheeks. Oh, like, really got like, in there. Whoosh, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I just like laughed and it like surprised me and like the audience lost it and then there was apparently my friend um patrick mcdonald was like there's this woman in the back who was just like <laughs> <laughs> like just like clapping like that she loved it so much i'm like man like you better you be playing clear. a wall socket or something yeah. and she was like i'm gonna she was the cord. it was probably something like that yeah <laughs> but it's uh i mean obviously don't do that unless you know yeah, your unless, team right yeah, and that's yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. but like 
it was but one of those things where it's like fingers and butts claws before you guys yeah you don't go on you don't stage. yeah you don't teach that that class you skip over that class no. like, don't do it just don't do it yeah <laughs> but then like you get on a team where it's like the people are comfortable yeah, enough I mean, and when it's, it's like you're when it's and your, i would have never done that to her when but. it's your good friends and you have an understanding it's like you know some shows like you know my old team uh polar pig who are the guys i moved oh, out here Polar with. pig. yeah i moved out here with those <laughs> guys with uh yeah you guys remember we swept the indie scene polar for the pig <laughs> it was uh me and pete Byrne uh and uh and dave quinones we moved out here together and we used to like the whole show was just to see like how uncomfortable we could get each That's other so to be and because because we were comfortable with each other so we were like let's find out where the line is yeah and those shows would be brutal sometimes yeah <laughs> and you and dave did theater school together so you you knew how to like we were, oh right? well dave's like a combat guy so he's yeah. very physical so a lot of the shows ended with just like bodies all over the place just like, <laughs> like yes. a lot of gymnastics a lot yeah there was always a lot of like upside down <laughs> like a lot of groins and faces and um i jake you're uh, a delight to perform with i think like Thanks, a, one, you of, are too. one of my jake and i performed on uh true bangers together till never cut till yeah until io died um <laughs> And one of my favorite scenes was, I think it was towards the end of, you know, our run together. Io's, yeah, the world. Yeah. And it was like, it was something crazy physical. It was like, we were like crashing into doors and like, like bouncing off of doors and like, like crying together. Do you remember this? It was in the Del Close Theater. Yeah. I remember, (laughs) I remember slamming into walls. We like just bounced off a bunch of walls together. What was it? Like. Whenever you feel like you're close to breaking something in a scene, yeah, it feels fun. It does. Mm-hmm. I I definitely have done a lot of damage at IO. I've like cracked the walls. One time, I ripped one of the windows out in the Chris Farley on accident, and we like put it back in that night. One time, we got chocolate ice cream all over the Chris Farley, like <gasps> on melted the velvet curtains, chocolate like on the curtains, on the tables, on the ground, on in the tech booth, like what. It was not. How purpose. did you get that much ice? What happened? They were. They were was this your ice cream sloppily eating ice? Show? Melted ice, ice cream on stage. Yeah, it was the ice cream joint. Was the was name of the show, right? A show. Yep. It was a house show that we used to host. It was me, uh, Jack Bensinger, Joe Friedman, Gabe Gundacker, Max Lazarine, and uh, and we. It was like we would have the show at our house every Saturday. And we would give out free ice cream and free joints. That's why it was called Ice Cream Joint. Because Max worked at Jenny's. Because Max worked at Jenny's. He would bring oh, home so it was the big, good it was like cream. real ice cream. Or like, it was different every time. And we had like, a, it was just amazing. And, and we ended up having all these like really incredible acts coming through over the, the, the couple years that we did it. And uh, it was just like a ball. And we would, tra- and our house was like a free for all. We were like, you can trash the place. Like it was really crazy. And then... When we would get invited to do stuff elsewhere, we'd be like, oh, well, we should bring a little ruckus, don't you think? <laughs> and we were like, and the plan there wasn't even to do anything messy with the ice cream. We were just going to do an improv set. And we were like, but we should bring ice cream and like put it out on the tables. So we brought just like a bunch of pints of ice cream. And at the beginning of our set came out and we were like, put them out on the tables. And we were like, anybody, you can eat these if you want. And nobody was eating them. And they were just like melting and melting until they were just slop. And then the improv show like just turned into a food fight we were just like all right well we just started like throwing melted ice cream everywhere and all over each other i remember being in the audience like everybody in the audience was like that and we were just laughing and having a good time and then afterwards we were there for like an hour just like scrubbing and scrubbing and (laughs) okay i am not here to defend anybody but can you imagine what it's got to be like 
to be an adult and run an improv theater <laughs> for like years and years of your life. Oh. And it's like everybody who's there is the out of control class clown from their <laughs> school. Yeah. Like the worst one possible. <laughs> all convened in this one location where shenanigans are gonna abound. I mean that's like, like when we were doing it out of the house that was why we had to stop it eventually because we were like this place is gonna burn down it was like there was just shit there was like cupcakes stuck to the ceiling for a year there was like it was like <laughs> there's a time and a place for that in everyone's life right yeah, yeah. I mean it was <laughs> that but was it just, the time and place it yeah. got to a point where it was like oh yeah comedy theater is not livable it's like not a place you should it's live not inside sustainable. yeah when I look back on those times where I was like hosting a midnight show after and like still working the same job i have now i'm like how did i how did i do that it's not it's not sustainable <laughs> no yeah it's i don't know it was did you guys I hear my phone things. going off so i'm very unprofessional and didn't put it on silent wow no worries. <laughs> it's probably matthew it's probably yeah that was the chair it just made a fart noise i can do it again sure sure <laughs> i love playing with you because i always loved your songs oh yeah, oh, yeah. i got put on hiatus on one of my teams for too many songs but like yeah whenever i could bust out a song in a scene i felt like 80 percent of the songs started with oh, one little snowflake <laughs> yeah. or like it was always yeah. a little like there was a pattern to a it a little tiny soldier <laughs> that actually makes me miss that, that just made me so sad for improv that's done because that was so cool, like, as an adult to have a reason to just, like, walk center stage and then the light shines on you and you just start singing a song in front of everyone, but you're not in front of your mirror at home as a kid. Yeah. You're literally on stage in front of people and, like, it's you're allowed to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's super weird, the <laughs> void of yeah shows. Well, it's so interesting because, like, I, I feel like on the face of it, I could be like, oh, yeah, I don't, mi I don't miss it in a weird way. But then if I start actually thinking about it or, like, reliving some moments with someone or talk or, or get into mm -hmm. someone who's like with someone who's like really talking about like being like the intricate like moves of a, a game or a show or yeah. whatever i'm like ah just I like talking this. shop yeah that or is like I, I teach a class um online and it's like well it's not in person but then all of a sudden i walk away and i'm like oh this thing i really have cared about for 10 years and like invested a lot in it feels good to be in that and around that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is weird that that's surprising to me because like, no, no kidding. But I feel like. But comedy does that to you, you know, it like gets yeah. you kind of like if you're in it long enough, it's like you start to just kind of roll your eyes at a lot of stuff or get yeah. a little jaded about it. And then it's like, yeah, I think the separation was a little healthy because it's like I actually do get excited to like do comedy things. Yeah. Like, not that I wasn't like I was always happy to do shows and excited to do them, but it was there was. At any point, I don't know, anything you're doing can become a chore if you're doing it frequently enough, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, man, I'd kill to just do some stupid shit on the stage. I don't know. Yes. So I'm, trying, I'm putting together a show right now. Where are you? What is it? I'm putting together an outdoor show. Uh, me and EJ Cameron are hosting it. And okay. it'll be at the Nighthawk in mm -hmm. uh, a bar up north. But they have like an outdoor patio. It's going to be like, super distancy. They have like a... We, we don't have the date set yet. We're going to be meeting with them uh, tomorrow, actually, to, to figure that out. So, But I'm just like... I'm dying to hear everybody's quarantine stories. I feel like it's been Ugh. such a weird time. Did you guys watch SNL this past week? We watched the, no. <laughs> the monologue, but that's it. I, I watched it, yeah. 
Or I watched the most oh. of it. It's interesting. Sarah, do you I mind pulling it. that microphone just a oh, little I'm closer? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, what you think? I don't know. I, 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 it was weird because I don't usually watch it, but I watched the whole episode and I was like, this stuff feels like it should be getting laughs. But was it a smaller? It was a smaller it audience, a smaller right? Audience. It was just that audience there. I, don't know. there I never think it's funny. So, <laughs> I here's the thing: is like there's a difference between like thinking it's actually funny, mm-hmm. but thinking like if you have a crowd that's ready to giggle, mm-hmm. like this this moment should create laughter. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like you suspect this moment should create laughter. Yeah. But it felt like that was so. I f- absent i feel like a so weird thing with snl is that especially being like out in this chicago scene is that like you know we know how they like cast it and who they're looking at and who they grab like we have a pretty good sense and it's like each time that they grab some super funny person that we know about out here and they go out there to write for them or be on it or whatever you're like okay now it's gonna get funny because they're funny i yeah. know they're funny so like it's gonna help and then every time you watch it it's like another it's just like every other SNL episode. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I just, I guess my thing is like with it, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't talk too much smack on it. I, I still want to, I, I still want to do it. It's a very popular TV show that's playing to the general public. Yep. Which yeah. So it's really. So it's us. kind of toothless. <laughs> and that's what bugs me a little bit. I think so too. I wonder if there's also like a little bit of that thing of like when you watch any live sketch or improv that was filmed with not like a huge budget god damn it Matthew, Matthew you're doing a podcast you're supposed to be buying I, I told you I was gonna leave my phone on ring and not to text um <laughs> we got that on tape right? <laughs> listen Matthew when you watch this he won't watch this um I feel like when you're you know when you whenever you record anything that's meant to be live it just loses so much that's always been the thing always that fascinates so me about much. that show mm-hmm. is like, how do you balance? Like I, whenever I think about, you know, the way that I think a lot of the comedy people have thought about like, okay, if I got there, like how, what would I, how what would I try to play it? Yeah. How, what would be my angle? What would be my, and who knows how much control you, you would get, even right? have, of yeah. course, which, is, and then, but then also it's like, how do you balance the, like, I'm doing a live sketch show. Cause it's like, you're doing it in front of an audience, like a second city show, but the real audience is the camera so yeah. it's like do you play it like you're doing a film thing or do you play it like you're doing a stage thing most people just seem like they're trying to read the lines correctly well that's and then they're changing them like constantly so it's like i don't even hang them up on that because it's like maybe it's time this show hung up its coat <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i don't know it's it's just like feels like it'll it, always be there <laughs> yeah i mean i like the idea that it's always there yeah it's like, nice it's it feels like just kind of like a fun like part of our culture and like mm-hmm. even if you catch a snippet or two. i feel like people thought that this episode that was coming in though like i feel like there's this weird vibe of like some of the more like famous snl moments are like the first one after 9 11 or like the first oh, one yeah. after like it's like okay how are you gonna how are you gonna handle this how are you, how speak are you to gonna the... and how are you gonna like get yep. something that's gonna get everybody kind of behind it to be like oh okay well that's funny we can all agree on that right yeah and it's like and i don't know it just uh <laughs> I, do you think though like my suspicion is that like it's not as much about oh my god my phone <laughs> you guys wait at, talk amongst yourselves so what do you think about johnny he's, he's okay yeah <laughs> he's, 
I think he's like pretty nice, but like there's some things. Okay, it wasn't mad everybody. <laughs> oh, hi. <sighs> so unprofessional. Um, what was it? Oh, I feel like there's a, you know, a higher success rate with like digital shorts. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like they're more funny. And so it's, it's, which would then just speak to the fact that it has so much more probably to do with the format mm-hmm. than it does the writing or the talent or like anything else. Because, oh, definitely. Because if, if, if those are hitting um, at a higher like ratio, then it's probably the case that it has more to do with the format that it feels at times like, oh. Well, because I think that different. that is like yeah. some of the trouble that like, because it's like this huge network show. So it's like, yep. you want it to be like really slick and really sharp, but it's like, but it's you know it's a live it's a play at the same time yeah so it's like not gonna it's like as slick as all the production is gonna be on it it's like there's gonna be in the live sketches there's gonna be weird moments there's gonna be late entrances there's gonna be missed cues or whatever where it's like the digital shorts are like well yeah those better be sharp you were working on them all week you know it's like you were able to whittle it down and work on it i feel like it almost needs the protection of a more clear caveat that maybe we've kind of forgotten about which is like it is done in a week it is done live one take Mm -hmm. that's what's crazy i mean to to crank out like uh i mean how long at second city does it take to crank out a two-hour show you know Mm, two months two months you know it was a process a month and a half too it's like you know weekly that's crazy yeah to expect there to be more than a hit in the week yeah you know so it's like, yeah, a big ups to them. I think it's crazy hard. The same thing. It's I mean the same thing with improv. Like, um, like going over to Logan Square Improv mm-hmm. and being like, man, this is a little bit more of a like small venue that's kind of like a little bit more grungy, and less, less less sharp. And mm-hmm. it's like, yep, this is where improv should be. Yes, because yeah. it sets your expectations. Because improv's kind of punky if you can mm-hmm. do it right. You know what yeah. I mean? What'd you say? I said because improv's like punk if you do it right what's can punk? be like punk what's oh punk i thought you said pug no what is a punk what is improv what is, is punks punk? no it's uh, for real uh, you know we used to like dick around and say that on scout all the time but it was true that was definitely the philosophy at the ice cream joint was that we were like let's try and make it feel like a punk show on the inside where it's like that yeah. destruction and people are just getting crazy yeah. and you're sitting there watching the show and there's like dogs walking around and people are smoking joints <laughs> yeah. in every direction and it's just like you walk in and it's like oh you like it's the environment that like a garage band would play yeah for. that's like where it makes sense to, to live that's why the old io was so much cooler because that downstairs space felt like we were like in this creepy comedy basement mm-hmm. yeah that was just like gross and sweaty walls and it wasn't like a cool slick spot it was and like it was small enough too yeah you were all like all over and you were like leaning over people to like try and see the action i yeah. feel like that was what was lost a lot when they moved because it was like all the more rooms the and theater <laughs> everybody was all spread out yeah playing into the cavern of the mission yeah. theater the black hole where it was like, you know, you were never doing those shows where it was like people like on top, unless you were doing like, you don't know, the showcases or improv Shakespeare or some shit. Yeah. But. Or three peat. Or three peat, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, improv definitely belongs in grungier environments. I think so too. Sarah, do you, um, <laughs> I know you don't care as much, <laughs> um, but like. You, I care a lot. You care a lot. Um, you are, uh, very successful like on in the on camera scene and that's what people say i don't know why they say no that. <laughs> well i think compared to the majority of us you are um i think what, it's all an illusion i think it's just because i when i i do any of the sag extra jobs i can get 
So maybe when people see on my story that oh. I'm on set, they think that I'm booking all these principal roles, but no. You do book a fair Yeah, I wish I booked more. I'd lost my health insurance from SAG Ugh. because they lowered, I had qualified all year long and then they were like, oh, whoops, it's a pandemic. We suddenly decide you need to earn more so you don't qualify and also there's no jobs for you to ever have the chance to make it what a blessing but i'm, I'm sorry what well, i guess what i'm gonna say uh, what like what are some of the I'm things i'm just feeling a little unsuccessful right now <laughs> uh, story of my life <laughs> um what are some of the things that like creatively like get you excited like I, you know i feel like it's different right because like you with a commercial audition and stuff like there's the excitement of like maybe booking the, the mm-hmm. job and like getting the thing and then you've like done this like feature film or this full-length film um what are some of the things that like you feel like you like, like your passion comes out when you're I I like well I feel I do feel energized by the camera. Yeah, just <laughs> being do. on it yeah. just like there's an audience there. Yeah. Yep. And and I do feel like um it is kind of my element when I get when I I feel very like yeah, I feel like it's my feeling. I think I feel like I can do this and I'm ready. And so I guess that's what motivates me is like actually the moment of actually doing it um but then um yeah well I mean I don't really get the opportunity to do like real acting like I did with the movie Two in the Bush and also the reason I love Two in the Bush was because it was written by a woman too and it's literally like the only time I've been directed by a woman even with all of like commercials and everything the only time I've had a female director um so that I was very like motivated by that because um, it was awesome. I got to actually do acting and like figure out how who I am as an actor. Like I do, Jake told me it's called emotional recall. You know where I'm like just remembering like um, yeah. If I have to cry, then I just remember a time where I really felt like that and I translate mm-hmm. it. Um, and I also feel like um, I, I I like I guess I'm motivated by acting because you can like stretch yourself like yeah. you get to I'm always just living in like a normal life and I and I have anxiety so I like to just have everything be chill you know but it's nice to like see what you're capable of to like go to like this depth or this depth you know and uh, isn't it so yeah, odd too that cool. like so many like actors have anxiety or have like <laughs> like nervous people but like for some reason yeah. like yeah. that feels like i think it's i guess fun. an escape or like allows you control or yeah it is yeah it's that's what it is it's like a it's cathartic yeah yeah from when for it's sure. actual acting like that and then if it's like commercial acting it's just it's just fun to be on set and to do it and to get like the free food and get makeup and hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I guess that's what motivates me. I'm glad you asked me that because I never thought about that before. <laughs> Just doing it, actually doing it. I don't really care about the outcome or what happens after or like, I don't, like the one time, like it really felt like, like celebrity-like was like when we had a premiere um, in Chicago of the movie and then there was an after party. And it was crazy because every time I went to like go get some food, someone would come up to me and talk to me. And like, and it got to the point where I had to ask like Jake to go get me food. And then I was like, this is why famous people have like, like helpers. Because people are just out yeah, there asking all the time. Taste of it. <laughs> but it was stressful. I mean, obviously I appreciated it. And like, it was, it, it was so cool, like and meaningful. Yeah. But I, if I could choose to not have that happen, I would. And that's the part yeah. I want. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. <laughs> that sweet, sweet attention. Yeah. I'm yeah. so starved for. <laughs> Sarah, did you um, 
Did you feel like, so this is the first time working with a female director. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that ma- make the experience like feel for you as a, obviously a female actress? Like, yeah. um, well, I w- what was neat about it or? I think that it was just, I, I think it just probably allowed me to just fully do my thing and not have any like reservations, you Interesting. know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear that too with like, even like, you know, sometimes you'll see an improv team collaborate around like, it's an all black team or it's a gay team or a, a female team. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, you hear people say that there's a little bit of that, like, there's a little freedom. Yeah. Right. Where it's like. Just working with people that we, understand you, where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, there's something there. Right. And it's like, it's not nothing. Yeah. Right. And so like, if 100%. you never get to work with a female director, like that's a, uh, a thing for actresses that they have to deal with right mm-hmm. and that's not nothing yeah because there is there is some freedom when you're like when you yeah you know you're being understood a little bit potentially a little bit more yeah maybe yeah and and you know this film it really had some like stressful like touchy moments like there was like a threesome scene you know mm-hmm. like that was really hard and really fucking stressful and i i had like a i had like i don't know if you call it a diva moment or what but um, it was during, we were doing the scene and then somebody asked me for the 80th time, are you okay? Oh. And are you okay? And I was like, listen, don't ask me if I'm okay because then I have to think about it and no, I'm not okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just do this. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, the fact that she was a woman like made that a lot better. And like, they actually, um, it, in, to agree to the audition, you had to like agree to like some nudity and it said like tasteful oh, side boob okay. at a minimum. It said that, those yeah. words, tasteful side boob. My agent called me. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I need to ask you if you're okay with tasteful side boob as a minimum. And I was at work at the dispensary and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with tasteful yeah. side boob. Um, but so I, and I was good with that. But then when I booked it, they're like, look, are you okay with like, you know, showing your boobs? And, I, and I'm not, I wasn't because I yeah. had like a bad experience, like in the past modeling where I wasn't okay. And they did it anyways. So, and, and I actually was able to tell her that right away. I didn't good. have to like mull over it and be stressed about it. I just told because I knew she would understand because she's a woman. So yeah. literally, if you're a woman, you have been sexually assaulted or harassed, like without a doubt, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Good. It was really good in that way. Hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you, the first time I worked with a straight white male director. <laughs> what, a, what a weight off your shoulder. I just finally felt alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if, what if with some, some of the commercial directors... Oh my god! I don't know how they get the like. There's some like psychopaths, like mm-hmm. psychos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're I, always male. Yeah, they always have a lot of necklaces on. <laughs> I feel like I've seen, like like puka necklaces. I was working. I was. I did a uh, a job as an extra, like a few. Well, before uh, COVID, but like not that long before, and it was for like some liquor company, and it was early in the morning, and then. So all I, I had to do was walk from here to here, right? So I did that, but like the director didn't, I don't know, he thought I put too much flourish into it. And then he goes, what did he say? He's like, all right, no one's winning an Oscar here today, lady. And like, <laughs> it's fucking 7 a.m. And I'm just like, shut up, dude. It's such a weird... I said, I said oh, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just let me let me know. The director could make such a difference in the day. On, on When I was working on PD, it was like... You know, you'd find out who the director was like three or four days before their episode would start. Mm-hmm. 
and it was like as soon as you saw the name on the paper it's like you started to get to kind of know like what the vibe was going to be for the day who each one was and i absolutely would not say any names but the (laughs) like there are certain people that would come and you'd be like okay it's gonna be 18 hour days we're gonna do like the shot's just gonna be people walking out of a house and he's gonna want to shoot like everybody's feet everybody's hands in close-up everybody's car door in close-up like he's just gonna do 95 shots for like a two-second thing and then there's other directors where you were like okay this person is reasonable and jake you've got like i guess like a pretty in-depth you know insight into you know the on-camera world because of that job yeah and tell everybody what what it is you exactly i was uh so i spent the last like two two and a half seasons on the working on set for chicago pd as a stand-in for the actor uh Patrick Fluger, he's a very, very nice guy. I like him a lot. He was always cool. And uh, so essentially, I like look enough like him. I'm like the same height as him, and we had the same haircut. So they would like throw me in his outfit. And uh, and yeah, pretty much like they'd figure out his lights and stuff off of me. Like me, and then all the other doubles would like do the scene like four or five times while they would like practice the camera moves, figure out where all the tracking was going to go, all the lights. And then we would do it one last time and then once they had it they would like bring in the expensive actors <laughs> so that they and then do it like two times with them and then move on to the next thing and then sometimes it would be like if there was like a chase scene or something and like he didn't need to be in the car it's just gonna be a blur Ooh. they would like so i got to do like some light stunt stuff which Ooh, was kind of cool some car chasey stuff very fun yeah one time they like shut all of michigan avenue down and i got to just like sit in a car with a stunt driver and it was like the whole episode was like a pandemic thing pre-covid but it was like the whole the whole mag mile was totally empty and we were getting to yes. go like like 70 just like ripping around corners and it was scary did but you get to use pretend guns oh yeah all the time and and real guns that had been like decommissioned and stuff they're like like big sniper rifles and there was like it was, oh yeah i remember seeing some pictures actually, of you with the sniper the weird, rifle. the weird thing with the guns is that uh he's left-handed so i had to do everything left-handed for two years but i'm right-handed mm-hmm. so it was like any because and it would like and it would actually matter because sometimes you would just instinctually be like chicago pd and they'd be like uh your arm's covering the entire i'm like oh right my bad Uh, and it's like i had to figure out how to do and they like really there's like one guy there who like boot camps you and like teaches you all the like cop like so you know how to like walk like a swat team person and like hold your gun like a swat team person and do all of the like how do they walk it's like a you're like (laughs) you have like bent knees and it's like a heel toe okay because i guess it makes you quieter yeah yeah, yeah. and there's a so lot the people of sleeping inside can't hear you exactly oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly but that's it's uh oh yeah yeah i just decided not to go back this season the other day actually. interesting and um what was that based oh, off of the news was part yeah. of it was a big part of it that was something that had been bothering me for for a while was that I, I i liked working there i liked the people there a lot they were all super cool to me but i did not like the messaging and the other thing i feel bad just i mean it was they, the the deal that they offered post-covid was not really they yeah they, they 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 cut like a bunch of other departments and they're like oh but you'll just do their job too on top <laughs> no, of it, was the not, one oh, yeah. it wasn't even that it was <laughs> just like it. it was like essentially they were like it, it, we want you to guys to like come in instead of standing in for one character it'll be three characters instead of you know also we can't use bring in background actors anymore because there's only so many people we can have on set so mm. we'll bring a change of clothes because you'll also be doing background oh and there was they just added like all this stuff and then 
and then but the rate was the same and i but i had already kind of uh i my intention was to finish last season and then be like guys it's been great it's been a couple years thank you very much i learned some things i was really trying to learn and like i said i like the the people there have been have been very cool to me i like them a lot so i i hate even like (laughs) talking shit on it but it was uh it didn't seem reasonable to go back and then med went back and they're already closed because people got covid because uh mm-hmm. that'll the, do it they, they they ran the set for like two weeks and now they had to shut it down for two weeks so i think everybody's gonna like start doing this they, they start this week and then uh yasmin booked a part and, <laughs> but uh yasmin's a lovely a actress lovely and improviser that yeah is a friend of ours who you can apparently catch on chicago pd hey! <laughs> um but yeah they start up this week i hope that everybody stays healthy there yeah but i'm a little bit worried that they're going to have to shut it down and everyone's going to be scrambling for unemployment again, yeah. which is uh, fun. I feel like that's a good spot, though, to be as a performer is like to not let everything that's like a little dangling carrot be like, OK, well, I guess I have to do it. OK, I guess I have to show more boob yeah. than I want. Right. Yeah, exactly, I guess I have to yeah. like I'm feeling a little bit weird about the theme of the show yeah. or right or like police in general. Right. Or like whatever your conviction is yeah. to not feel like I because I think there's a little bit of an impulse of like, we don't get a say so many times, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, you do. Well, because people think that like the role of the actor is just to like do, to like follow orders. It's like, you're like, you're like the foot soldier. It's like, you know, the director is the general and you're like, yeah. And they just tell you what to do and you're just like supposed to be like, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's like, but you have autonomy. You have have choice. Agency is a great word. Uh, I, I even feel that way. It's like, we, you know, we live in a weird world too where it's just like, the idea that people give you feedback and notes all the time about how you present yourself is just such a bizarre headspace, yeah. right? Oh like God, you said yeah. that, that that director is like the way you walked yeah. from one spot you, to you the other. You thought I was trying to earn a, win an Oscar? <laughs> why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't he want his commercial to win an Oscar I too, know, by right? the way? <laughs> but it's just such a weird thing to subject yourself to mentally. Like, yeah. And then you have to notes. bite your tongue. You have to, you know, yeah. like I literally bit my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> there was blood running out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys, um, it's been lovely getting to sit and chat with you. Thank it really you has. Uh, oh, I don't. Did we tell everybody you guys are engaged? We just oh. got engaged. Yeah. Before the pandemic. We got I, did I break the news to everyone? Oh my god. And in February we got engaged, and it's been great. And then right after. And then the pandemic started, and we and yeah. It, it, that's that would be my tip if you get engaged before the pandemic because it, it's it's been a little better than not being engaged. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> well, because you you just feel like a team. That was the biggest yeah, thing that I that I cool. was surprised me because like we don't really care about having like a wedding or like you know even any of that stuff. But like yeah, feeling like a unified team going into it. Yeah, it's really we cool. even were like it's like officially like right I got the, your yeah, back. Yeah. That's right nice. out the gate, we were like, "Do we have to like get the government involved, like in the, all of this?" When we were talking about weddings and stuff, and we were like, "All right, we're teamed up, right?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Man, I love both of you. Thank I you guys for doing you. this. So what a treat! This is great. Now let's all talk about. Let's stop this and let's all talk about the things we want to talk about. <laughs> okay, can Trump die already? <gasps> what? Oh yeah. Come on. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode. 
If you'd consider supporting us by doing something super easy, and that is just simply writing a review for us on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this episode on, uh, and give it, giving us a rating, you could write us a terrible review if you hated it, or a good review if you liked it. Thanks so much! Yeah, 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 yeah.